Blog Talk Radio. and Latvia and Indonesia and all the wonderful folks that are listening to Wrestle Radio Network Tuesday edition. And ladies and gentlemen, allow me to introduce the lovely co-host of Wrestle Radio Network, the second of one of too many awesome females, Granny Hulkster. But before I do, she is, without a shadow of a doubt, and I kid you not, It shocked me that, you know, she sent this through Messenger, ladies and gentlemen. I, you know, this is unbecoming of Granny, but she sent me a picture of Bo Jackson and Marcus Allen. She says that secretly they were her two favorite players of the 80s, 90s, and today. I kid you not. She's excited to become an Oakland Raider fan slash Vegas Raider fan. She's the El Presidente of the Miz and Maurice fan club and Alexa Bliss. And she's the godmother of all godmothers of wrestling fandom. Please welcome to the show. We gotta give her grief, folks. But Granny Hulkster. Well, hello, B Train. You know, and you know, now I did like Marcus Allen when he played for the Kansas City Chiefs. You know. I mean, I did like Marcus Allen when he played for the Chiefs. Not when he played for the Raiders, but when he played for the Chiefs. You know, and Bo Jackson, you know, played for the Kansas City Royals at one time, and I liked Bo Jackson when he played for the Kansas City Royals. So, yes, you could say in a way that I do, I did like them, but not when they were with the Raiders, okay? And, I, and people, I did not post that picture. He actually posted that picture on my messenger. So don't let him fool you, the B-Train, before I forget. You yeah. know how, like, my son likes to call me names, right? You know? Yes. Well, you know, he was calling me Granny Dylan, you know, because it rhymes with villain. And, you know, I told you the villains weren't going to be no more at WFC. They're kind of, like, disappearing, you know? So he, so he was calling me Granny Dylan because it rhymes with villain. Well, then he started calling me Granny Lesnar, and I told him that was oh, very no. disrespectful because I because I said you don't even like Brock Lesnar. Why are you calling me that ungodly, awful name for? And he just laughs about it, you know. He says, "I'm just teasing you, Mom." I'm like, "Okay, but that's not even funny." I mean, 
you know, Granny Cross, okay, even Granny Dillon, okay, I could learn, I could live with that one, but Granny Lesnar, no, absolutely not. I mean, that is the most disrespectful thing I've ever heard in my life. So, Anthony, please do not go there anymore. <laughs> I just, you know, can't Somebody deal with that one. Baptize my head in the toilet water, man. That's like <clears throat> saying, yeah, you like, you know. Good God, man! I ooh, ooh we, you know, there's you're gonna have to have a talk. You're be trained. You're gonna have to have a talk with that boy about calling me that other name. Who you know? Does he not know? We're just going. Oh goodness! You're gonna have to have a talk with Uh, him. I be trained. I seriously, I'm gonna have to get him back on the phone with us and have him have a serious heart-to-heart talk with you because, you know, none of us like Brock Lesnar. We absolutely despise that man. Well, Granny, everything was going fine in Extreme Rules. Now, we mustn't dwell on the past fans, but Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch put on one hell of a match at Extreme Rules against um, TGI Friday and Applebee's. I mean, Oren Corbin and Puppet, I mean, Plank, Lacey Evans, there. I'm sorry. I can't say their names without thinking one of two things. Like, why? That's funny. I haven't seen. Uh, I shouldn't speak ill of the dead. I mean, Lacey Evans and Boren Corbin. There. That's that's how I say their names. Okay. And no, he's everyone. Apparently, they steal from moi again about saying he's everyone's favorite son. The only favorite son you are. Is of your mother, and if she doesn't like you, then, dude, you're doing something wrong, okay? Uh, Folks, Brock Lesnar is the bane of existence in professional wrestling. He's why the viewership has dropped halfway from 16,429,101 to 8,109,209. That's that's the reason why people ask me why ratings drop. It's because there's a variety of things. But Lesnar, Anthony, if you're listening, dude, he is a ratings dropper. Please don't call your mother that again. I will. I'm gonna have to make you an offer you can't refuse. Okay. <laughs> I come from New York. <laughs> so you know. You can call moving on, on. moving on. Let's move on with this conversation. Yo, so how did yo, you like the Raw reunion up. last night, B Train? I I thought it was I thought the, the for the most part was pretty interesting. The funniest part, Granny, was probably when Stone Cold mentioned how he got down off the elevator, uh, and he saw Ron Simmons, and I thought of mm-hmm, Granny. I was mm-hmm. like, oh. Ron Simmons. Yep. And then he's like, if you were hugging, you'd think we were something else. I about died. Yeah, like we were doing something like, you know, for 25 or hugging for 25 or 30 seconds, you know. And it was great because, like, he said, you guys, he said something so profound. Um, I could go through the show highlights. I did that last night with Lady Lynn. I mean, I could do it briefly, but Granny, I think Stone Cold Speech was probably one of my favorites. Of the night. Oh, yeah. Um, he, he said something so profound that made me fall in love again. 
and I've fallen out of love, folks, with wrestling. Granny has too. She's fallen back in love with it and fallen back out of love with it again. You know, wrestling's such a marriage as a fan that you don't, you cannot explain to non-wrestling fans. But it's something that once you get into, it's like a fucking relationship. You love it, you hate it, you you like it, you love it. It's not. It's like a fucking Billy Ray Cyrus song. I like it, I love it, I want some more of it. God damn it. I mean, I just, I love that reference, Granny, but dear Lord, Stone Cold hit on some points. He's like, the roadies, the people that set up the ring, you know, you guys are like my family. All of you sitting in the audience, you guys are like my family. Son of a bitch. That's what wrestling has been missing, is speeches like that where you just don't give a damn, you just have fun. You forget about yep. what you're gonna say on your promo, or how you're gonna react, or what you know. What appearance do I have to show up at? What booking do I have fucking next? You gotta line up all your cards, man. Because if you go on this lonely road and you're such a grouch that no one wants to be around you, no one wants to touch you with a ten foot pole, he's making the points of this is a family. Wrestling That's right. is and will always be a family. Granny has. So much pull in WSC, folks. Like, influence-wise, you know how many kids that she hugs and people that she takes pictures with and autographs that she signs. It's not because she has to. It's because she wants to. And she And I'm not even a wrestler fan. You know, people come up and ask me for my autograph, which I'm very humbled by that because I am not a wrestler. I am just a fan like everybody else, you know. I'm just a fan. But I've had so many people come up to me, can we get our picture with you? Can I get your autograph? Can my little boy get your autograph? I'm very humbled by that. And that's not even at just at WFC. That's, I mean, Everywhere. I have had numerous wrestling events that I've been at where I, I, I was in Maumel, Arkansas, for CWA, it was not the last show they did in Hot Springs, but the one before that. I was there, and um, Mr. Saturday Night Michael Berry's partner, Alan Steele, couldn't make it because he got snowed in down there in Memphis, so he couldn't make it out of Tennessee because of the weather. The show was in January. So they hooked up this guy and put him in as a tag team match with Mr. Saturday Night Michael Berry. I had never met the guy until that night, and he was talking to some young girl oh she's probably 12 or 13 years old and and she's always happy to see me when I'm there and he says well are you know you ready for a good show tonight are you gonna here to have fun she says well I'm here to see granny and he's like looking Mm -hmm. he says like granny granny who you know so when I came in through the line through the meet and greet he was there with Mr. Saturday Night Michael Perry and I said I'm granny Holster and he says oh he says there was some girl that mentioned somebody named Granny. Is that you? And I said, well, yeah, probably, because I said, I'm the only one that has this name. And and um, he says, well, I got to ask you. He says, do you have your own fan club? And I said, well, <laughs> I said, I guess you could say I have my own fan club. Yes, sir, you know. And But he was so... I don't think he was shocked, but he was just so like, 
wow. It was like a wow moment for him that here I am just a fan. He says, but you're not a wrestler. And I said, I know I'm not a wrestler. And I said, I tell people that every single day. I'm not a wrestler. Even though they think that I am, I'm not. But hey, that's okay, you know. I try to make it fun for the workers. I try to make it fun for the fans. You know, that's what Granny does. That's what Granny does best. And I'm very humbled by all of this. Um, You know, like, the good feeling in wrestling is seldom because you have a lot of cynics. And I'll admit, you know, to the cynicism that I project from here and there, you know, time to time. Um, One thing that I want to point out, uh, folks, is last night was such a good feeling because you seldom see all the guys that make pro wrestling it. You know, they make pro wrestling feel good again. Okay. And the feeling of seeing a sold out audience in Tampa, Florida in the Emily Arena where the Tampa Bay Lightning play and the scene where Raw and SmackDown Live and NXT will be in next year for WrestleMania 36. It's a good scene to see you know, guys like Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe going at it and you don't see uh, less promo, you see a whole bunch of um, well, Granny, you just I'm going to say, you just see, you saw more action than speaking last night. It was such a good fucking feeling to see Monday Night Raw being Monday Night Raw. Yep, that's right. You you see a lot of, uh, well, you know, a lot of people said they canceled their subscriptions, and I told them, you know, you can do what you want, man. I, I got a lot of messages on the Instagram granny and you know they were hateful some of them and some of them said you're just a WWE mark uh, that basically just feeds off what you know WWE does you don't even report AEW folks you can go back on my episodes and listen to what I've said yes I do report AEW I reported the battle royal I reported more than that the Joey Janela versus uh, John Moxley match the Cody Rhodes and Dustin Rhodes versus the Young Bucks. So whoever fucking says I don't report multiple wrestling sites, uh, who are you to tell me what I can and cannot report? Because unless you want to pay $39 a month or or $412 for Blog Talk Radio for the whole year, please shut your fucking mouth. Because that's the problem, Granny. Sometimes people act like incessant know-it-alls in any fandom. could be um, R&B music, for example. Anyone can come up and say they know what the genre is about and what it entails and what it goes through. The same thing with professional wrestling fans. You all, Some of you all just need to take a chill pill, all right? Because there are fans like Granny and myself who just enjoy it, okay? We don't look at, well, who booked who in this type of match and... Oh my gosh, why didn't they have uh, color in this event? Like, I get it why we're pissed off about Extreme Rules. We all have that common feeling of why people like, are you going to quit after one match? So are you the type that if something goes bad in your life, are you going to walk out on a relationship that's been worked upon for five, six years? I'm not saying you can't, but I'm just asking you all this question. Just because WWE has one fuck up, They've had multiple, and people still come back to them. 
That's the funny part. So oh, yeah. I'm just pointing it out. I'm just pointing it out the obvious, man. Granny and I have sat here on this show and ranted and raved about you guys need to quit doing promos. You guys need to quit doing promos. And well, it took you a year and a half, but you finally quit doing promos as much. Don't take credit for anything, and I know that it's not a, an executive decision by a Brian Rails or Granny Hulkster. No, that's an executive decision made by whomever's in charge. That's all I'm going to say. I don't have a say in this. Vince McMahon has the final say in everything. Okay? If you want to go on down the list of who's in charge, look it up on the Internet. <laughs> like the good little marks that we all are. Okay? We're wrestling fans. And for those of you who used terminology to send me a message, let me just tell you, I don't screenshot and post on Facebook like most people do. But I can tell you, if, like I said, I do what I do and Granny does what she does. We all do what we do to center around the same thing, and that's professional wrestling. Um, the title of the show is For the Love of Professional Wrestling, It's Going to Be Awesome. AEW, WWE. AEW, like you said last night, folks, is going to start airing their shows on Tuesday nights on TNT. So, my thing is, folks, I know most of you are like, well, AEW puts on a quality show. And they don't, you know, hold anything back like WWE has. WWE's audience is different compared to AEW's. Yeah, they're like, well, we used to watch it back in the day when they didn't give a damn. Wrestling is not all what you think. It's like uh, different flavors of ice cream, and I've said this before. If one person likes vanilla and another person likes chocolate, are you going to condemn them because they like chocolate? And it was, you know, sprinkles, which sounds really good by now. But um, the the thing that I really want to point out to most of you who sent me messages and some of you were like, it's okay, you know, you can like who you like. Um, you can report what you report. Thank you. Because not all your reports are going to be, oh, we really like your show. I know this. I'm not naive. But I just want to point out, folks, that in wrestling, you're going to have people that think that they know everything because based on what they saw, they said the reunion show missed The Undertaker. He has to have a night off, folks. He just worked extreme rules. He has to have nights where he cannot come to every reunion or legend show that there ever is. All right? But I just want to point out, I'm so happy, Granny, that we, as wrestling fans, get not only a variety, but a choice to choose, okay, I really do want to tune back into Raw now because Stone Cold fucking set the tone. He said, this is a family. You guys are my family. But Granny, I want to point something out. Did you notice how when Jerry Lawler came out and Michael Cole extended his hand to shake and also Jonathan Coachman. I don't know what's going on, and I don't think this is anything to do with maybe it was a show. I don't know. But is this something – it seems to me, and this is my opinion, Michael Cole, is there a rift between you and other employees? Because if so, it's none of my business. Um, I don't get into that shit. But, Granny, if you notice, there were two, two – le- I would say Jonathan Coachman's a legend – but there were two two or three people. Oh, Booker T. Booker T did not shake hands with Michael either. And do you think that has something to do with his personal behavior behind closed doors? I, You know, yeah, I noticed that too. You know, I was like, wow, you know, Booker T didn't shake his hand. And, you know, and I was like, 
hmm, you know, this this is interesting, you know, and but I but you, you know, I'm like you, it's none of my business either. I mean, what he does, that's his business. I mean, how he lives his life, that's his business. If he chooses to be friendly, if he chooses to be not so friendly, that's all on his back, not mine, you know. I mean, I've always been raised, you try to treat people the way you would want to be treated. You want respect, you need to be respectful. You know, you're not going to be respectful to others, then you're probably not going to get that respect either, you know. So you need to be respectful of others. Yes, you may not like them, but you still need to be respectful. I mean, this is a business. This is a professional business. You need to be professional. If you can't be professional, then maybe you need to be doing something else. I don't know. That's just my opinion. I mean, I worked in retail for 14-plus years for the same company, you know, before I had to quit due to my health issues, you know. And customer service was always my big thing. I made sure my customers were always taken care of, you know, whether that meant helping them out to the car with their groceries or getting a 50-pound bag of dog food off the shelf for them, you know, whatever, you know, whatever the case was. you got to be respectful to people. And if you can't be respectful, you know, respect is earned. It's not a given thing. And I've said this before. You have, in order to get respect, you have to earn it. It's not a given thing. If you're not going to be respectful to people, then people aren't probably going to be respectful to you. Just saying. Just throwing that out there. You know, I, I listened, Granny, to a uh, a podcast that uh, Michael Cole was a part of, and someone called in and said, you obviously don't know what you're doing. You know, you don't know move names, and you don't, you know, you approach people as if they're beneath you. I'm starting to wonder like I'm always curious about people is when I when I was a an extra working backstage I didn't say anything to him I just looked at him and just moved on they all look at you as your extras just to observe if you're good or not right and I met with John Cone and I talked with him briefly um I'm not going to go into detail what the conversation was about but what I'm going to tell you is this when I was around Michael Cole I like I said, I don't know him well enough to say anything, and I don't know um, his entirety of his career before WWE. But when Booker T, who I've met before and shook hands with before, is a very nice man. I've shaken hands with Bubba Ray Dudley. I, you know, I've been to several wrestle cons. That does not mean I know these people personally. But, Granny, when Jerry Lawler gave him a look, and did not shake hands with him. There's something wrong with you yeah. because Jerry is extremely yeah. nice, and I'm like, yo, there's he something is. I've met him, I've met Jerry Lawler. I've I've met Jerry Lawler several different times at different wrestling events. Very nice man. Very nice man. And for him not to shake Michael Cole's hand, I'm beginning to wonder, folks, if there's a personal rift. 
between Michael Cole and the wrestlers because he shook Corey Graves' hand, and, you know, Graves has been known to been animated out. And so what, folks? You know, he's with Carmella. Get the fuck over it, okay? They're professionals, and he has maintained his professionalism, and I rag on Corey, too, okay? And I know that I say a lot of mean things, but for Booker T, just completely, and then Jonathan Coachman, like something had to have been said in the back. Like, I'm just saying, I've been a part of a wrestling locker room, and I, yes, I've stirred up controversy with my mouth, I will be the first to admit, okay? But at the same fucking token, when you're at the back of an event, you know, live in Tampa, Florida, and you come out and you say, we had some memories at WrestleMania, like, there has to be something to Michael Cole as to why he's giving people the wrong rub, you know, or rubbing people the wrong way. Um, dude, when it's not just the, the fuck-ups, during the commentating, it's you don't even take time to take a look at it, what NXT is doing. NXT is where Nikki Cross, Alexa Bliss, Bailey, Sasha, who's no longer there, Sami Zayn, Samoa Joe, three quarters or majority of the rosters from NXT. Learn their fucking move names, please. Also, have the common decency to not only attend the Mae Young Classic and think that that makes you something like, dude, to me, Granny, in my personal opinion, like I said, I don't know him and I don't want to razz him in the entire fucking session here on the show, but there's something about him that makes me wonder why certain talent is doing what they are doing. Nikki Cross in particular, um, Alexa Bliss, you know, I don't know if he has a pull um, as far as it goes to uh, upper management, and I don't care. But when three legends don't shake your hand or his hand, that starts to make me and Granny wonder what the fuck happened, or what. Yep. You know what? What did you say or what did you do to make these men mad at you? Because did you see Jerry Space, Granny? Oh, I know, I know, and I mean, and look how long Booker T was a part of that commentating team. With Michael Cole and Corey Graves. I mean, you know, I he was there a long time and yeah, yeah, it makes me wonder. And you know, you, you know, you mentioned Sami Zayn, you know, it was kind of you know, when Sami Zayn was talking in the back about <clears throat> the legends, you know, oh, you're old, you need to go home, you need to get out of here, blah, 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 blah. And Ray Mysterio's like Dude, you know, we need to be, you need to be respectful. You know, these are the people that paved the way for us, you know. And there again, it goes tying back in with that respect, you know. And then look who came out, you know, during Sammy's and Ray's match. You got Hurricane. You got Kurt Angle. You got. I mean, Rob Van. and I just totally, I just totally drew a blank. You got Rob Van Dam. You've got uh, there was one more, and I just totally drew I a blank. Believe. And I watched it last night. But I'm just Ron saying, but, but yeah, Ron Simmons. You know, Ron Simmons. I mean, but my God, you know, you just, you, you know, it goes back to that respect. 
respect. I mean, yes, they're legends. Yes, they, you know, they're still awesome. Even today, they were awesome back in the day when they wrestled, when they were part of, whether it was WCW or, you know, WWF or, or whatever. I mean, these guys need to be treated with respect. I mean, yeah. I'm friends with Trevor. I'm friends with Trevor Murdoch and beautiful Bobby Eaton. You know, I mean, you know, I've 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 gotten to spend time with Hacksaw Jim Duggan and Tommy Dreamer. You know, before you know, at different wrestling events after the shows. You know, whatever. You know, I respect these people because I am a fan. But you know, I wouldn't trash them because. I respect them, and that's what people need to have. They need to show that respect. You know, Granny, like I said, I'm going to bring this up point real quick, folks. This is the point in the show, and I'm going to involve Granny in this as well. Um, Well, you know, I've said this multiple times, folks. This shows they've got explicit language. Uh, if you have children, small children, please put earmuffs around them, cotton. I don't care. And if they resist it, tell them you're going to take away their phone forever, okay, because it works, all right? Their phone, their iPad, their uh, Nintendo Switch, whatever electronic – if they listen to my show and repeat it to their teachers, I hesitate to find you know, the teacher that's going to call me And trust me, I have friends that are teachers, so please don't let your children listen to the show. Also, if you use the phrase off the rails uncensored, it is copywritten, and you will be prosecuted to the fullest extent of a lawsuit. So please remember, my phrase has been copywritten since 2016. You will be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law with further use of copyright, without copyright acknowledgement of off the rails uncensored. All right? Hit my music, monkeys. Did we lose you, B-Train? Can you hear me, Granny? I can hear you now. I thought you, I thought I lost you for a minute. <laughs> no, no, no. Like I was going to say, i got to start out this conversation like this. You know, a little background on Michael Cole when he started, actually, uh, 1995, 96, around that time period. Here's um, a little background on Michael Cole. He has a journalism degree, yes, because you must have a journalism degree, a bachelor's thereof, the equivalent. Um, how he got up to the position he is in, it's called Jim Ross leaving the company for 
X amount of reasons. I'm not going to go into that. Does Jim Ross have anything against Michael Cole? Um, he won't tell you. I don't speak for Jim Ross, but I'm guessing if people like uh, Jonathan Coachman, Jerry Lawler, and Booker T, respected men in their own right that have gone through the ringer to get to where they're at. Danny, there's certain things that bother me um, about Michael Cole, and that's when rookies that come up from, not rookies, but um, newbies, if you will, that come up from the NXT roster to the main roster. And he has no idea what their move set is or move names, just comes up with new names. I have a feeling Michael Cole is responsible for the creative decision to change the War Raiders into the Viking Raiders. Not just that, but, you know, his influence upon who is champion or not, I don't know. I don't, like I said, I do not like that dipping my toes into the lake of um, wrestling politics because that gets me in trouble, okay, and it gets anyone in trouble. So what I will say is it's odd that Jerry Lawler, that little awkward moment when he mentioned WrestleMania. Yeah, Michael Cole, you won because you had help from Jack Swagger. Now quit living in the goddamn past, please. Please. Like, so, King, did you have, you know, real, did you discuss that WrestleMania match we had together? Granny, I'm pretty sure Jerry was laughing on the inside because Michael Cole got the beating of his life. It just so happens that Jack Swagger you know, attacked Jerry long enough, and Michael Cole got put on top of Jerry Lawler, pinned him one, two, three. And I'm sure Jerry doesn't give a damn. He's got a nice restaurant or two in Memphis, and he's got, you know, had that unfortunate um, incident happen with his son. But we're talking about Michael Cole and the confrontations that happened on last night's show. Um, folks, when Booker T does not shake your hand, that's saying something. Because this this man was poor, and he, he worked his way up with his brother, Stevie Ray. And a lot of people were like, Michael Cole, Michael Cole. I'm like, uh, I pointed something out, Granny, to my friend last night who was watching the show with me. I said, do you notice that anybody and everybody that's come out does not acknowledge Michael Cole? That's right. I mean, when Jerry Lawler and Jonathan Coachman does not shake your hand, you know, hello, there's something going on there, you uh, know. Something wrong in the, yeah. So, something wrong with that picture. There's something wrong with the picture, folks, from Hall of Famers and people who have been in the company for over 10-plus years don't shake your hand. That's saying something that gives your character a bad rap. Because, again, like most people say, oh, you're, you're, del- you're delving too much into this, Brian. I'm like, no, I really am not because, Granny, my, my thing is, Kurt and I, we sit at the merch table together and we shake hands. If people don't like me, I don't give a two flying fucks. If you like me, cool. If you do like me, whatever. This is a, wrestling is a business business. It is not a friendship business, and I've repeated this multiple times. So maybe that's Cole's mentality. I don't give a damn. But when Christian, Booker T, Alundra Blaze, multiple they didn't even give him a look. Million-dollar man Ted DiBiase came near the stage and said, I'll buy that title from you. I mean, I thought, you know, some of the moments on Monday Night Raw, the uh, 
the reunion show because it was 1,365 episodes, folks, which is really special. And yesterday, folks, I wished a happy birthday to one of my idols, Shawn Michaels. Yes, you did. Happy birthday, Sean. Yes, happy birthday, Sean. You're one of the biggest icons in professional wrestling history. A little guy in a big man's world. You know, and that's, you know, as a positive note. So there were some positives and negatives, Granny. I just wanted to, you know, get off my chest. What I, I noticed this because I've been around wrestling for 11 plus years of my life. I love it, you know, and I. I've noticed things. You notice things. I'm sure Icon and Swing noticed also that when every legend came to that fucking announce table, um, they did not look Michael Cole in the eye. They shook Renee's hand. They shook Corey's hand because those two worked their asses off in NXT. I'm not saying Michael didn't work his ass off because the very first story I can tell you about Michael Cole that is reminiscent of what he said on his podcast or on a show that he was on was that uh, Vader made him wear his mask the whole night. And I found that story to be very funny because when you're trying to get in the business, you do anything and everything that people tell you to do because it's kind of a hazing ritual. It's not mean. It's not meant to. And Scott Hall said it best. If we don't haze yes, you, he that did. means we don't. Yeah, yeah. He said, if we don't haze you, that means we don't like you. If we haze you, that means we actually give a damn. We actually care about you. We love you. So an example of that, man, is like if Kurt, you know, hides my bag and duct tapes it, all, I should not give him ideas. Um, basically, you know. It, you say I just want to point out if Kurt, you know, and I, I don't want to pull because Kurt's mean. He is a mean older brother. I, he's. I am not. Well, you are, and I say this on behalf of my client. Yes, you are mean, and yes, you do say some really funny shit. Okay, um, and you know, uh, here's here's the thing, folks. It's a brotherhood. It's a sisterhood, and it's like Stone Cold Steve Austin said during the show. It is a family, and if family doesn't like family. There is an issue with that. Am I reading too much into this? Because if I met Michael Cole, I've shaken his hand, I've sat down with him. No, I have been around him, Granny. He just gives off an aura that says, uh, I don't know how to read you. I respect you as a professional, and I will move on. That's what I'm going to leave that at because he has a pretty high pull in WWE, ladies and gentlemen. If you, the I'm voice sure he of does. WWE, I mean- when you replace a sure voice does. like JR's, oh, yeah, but Granny, how do you feel about this though? And then be honest, when JR left and Michael Cole replaced him, the initial thought was, well, crap, we lost one of the best voices in commentating history in professional wrestling. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. JR could be at NASCAR. Yeah, JR could be at NASCAR, and we'd all be like, whoa. That's pretty cool. <laughs> or what he said was pretty cool. Right? But when Michael Cole, and I said this last night with Lady Lynn, it gets on my nerves. RKO, out of nowhere! Yep. Or vintage Orton, vintage X-Pac, vintage Road Dog. They are not wine, you moron. 
I'm sorry I had to say it. I'm not going to hold back anymore. Michael Cole, please understand that I respect you as a professional and you're not to mean anything, no harm, no foul, but I'm just going to point things out. When four people, four, okay, Booker T, Christian, um, I believe Alundra Blaze came up there, and I also believe, actually, I know I saw Jerry Lawler, and his reaction is what set it off for me. Um, when those four people come up there and they don't acknowledge you, there's something wrong with you. There's something underneath the surface that's not quite adding up. And I, I say this as a former worker. There's something off about you, dude. Why did a bunch of people leave? It's not because of Michael Cole, no. Um but when, when people discuss things with him, you notice there's a level of comfort or there's a level of discomfort. And that's going to happen in professional wrestling. That is that is bound. I'm not saying that, you know, folks, that people are perfect because Granny and myself, we are not perfect. What I'm trying to tell you is I cannot believe for Booker T not to shake your hand. Um, for a guy that won a world championship five times, and then went to WWE and he made, you know, headline. You know, he was a part of the alliance. He won tag team championship with now Dustin Rhodes, who's in AEW. I mean, Booker T has a lot of – he has a school in Houston. And he is very old school because he believes, like I do, you have to work from the ground up. And you got to make your impressions upon people. I don't know what was said, Um like I said, I don't dive into that stuff. But my curiosity peaked when on multiple occasions, um, when he said something, yeah, he said something to Christian while Christian was sitting at the announce table. Well, who do you think in your opinion is, in your humble opinions of, of, of opinions, who is better, Edge or you? And Christian felt, you know, granny like, okay, well, I'm here, obviously, so me. <laughs> you know, and... Yeah, I mean, yeah. And, you know, Big Swing, even though Big Swing didn't get to see any of it because he was taking a friend to the airport, you know, yesterday, and her flight got canceled because of the bad weather up there in New York, you know, um, he didn't get to see any of it. He says, now, you know, he says, this really gets me. They bring Christian on, but they don't bring Edge on because you know how much Big Swing loves Edge, you know. he, I mean... But, you know, I I think Big Swing was a little disappointed and a little hurt that they didn't have Edge on there last night, too, you know. But just saying, just throwing that out there, too. Yeah, but, you know, they also didn't – they brought Devon Deli. They had Rikishi. I mean, they had a lot of – they had John Cena rapping with the Usos. I mean, you had a lot of moments that you can't forget on Monday Night Raw. People are like, well, I would rather soon forget. I was like, well, then you guys are – more cynical than I am, you know, but like I said, uh, there are certain things that stuck out to me on the show, good and bad. I'm not saying I'm going to focus entirely on Michael Cole, although I just did. Um, you know, Mick Foley shows up and Bray Wyatt is creepy, a creepy, maniacal laugh when the lights shut off. And then he looks like a demented Joker or doink the clown gone wrong. It just, that guy... Bray Wyatt was creepy well, before. That creepy mask like, that he's got now, I mean, yeah, it, it reminds me more of a Joker mask than, you know, a 
creepy joint the clown, you know, but I mean, just, you know, I, I don't know where Bray's going with this, you know, I just, I, I've never been a big Bray Wyatt fan in the first place, you know, I just, I don't get it, you know, I mean, okay, I know WWE's trying to probably get some edginess back there, you know, because of AEW, and they they need to kind of open their eyes and see what's going on, you know, and, and, and I'm excited about AEW starting up. I can't wait to see it on TNT. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to see what it's like, you know. I mean, I've not gotten to see any episodes of it yet, you know, but, I mean, I've gotten to see clips of it on social media here and there, but I'm anxious to see it hit TNT and see what they have to offer. Doesn't mean I'm going to quit watching WWE because I'll still watch WWE. I'll still watch SmackDown when my schedule allows it. But, you know, I don't know, you know. It's like this, folks. Monday Night Raw took a step forward, in my opinion. I mean, in some areas, yes. Um, They could have changed certain things. But here's my thing. They did better than what they had been doing. And there's more action, and it's getting a lot, you know, it's getting a lot darker. It's going to get better. Um, a lot of people, uh, my friends, some of them canceled their subscription because of what happened at Extreme Rules. Honestly, folks, if you were to cancel it, it's your own doing. Um, I'm still going to watch NXT. I I don't know about Maine so much um, as far as the big four like SummerSlam or Royal Rumble. I'll watch because it's a tradition of mine to either be there live I'll be in Chicago for NXT. I don't think I'll have enough money to watch Survivor Series Raw and Monday uh, Monday Night Raw or SmackDown Live, but I will be there in Chi-Town this year because wrestling to me and Granny is like an addiction that you we cannot get rid of. Um, it's like something we can't explain. I mean, I love my wrestling, and, you know, when Granny doesn't get her wrestling fix, Granny is a very unhappy Granny, let me tell you. You know, I uh, I didn't make it to the last WFC show this past Saturday in Moldrow, Oklahoma. I didn't go, you know, couldn't make it, you know. And, and when I can't get my wrestling fix, that makes Granny a very unhappy Granny, and I don't like being unhappy. And I'm glad, you know, that she gets to watch her wrestling. I'm glad that we get to watch our professional wrestling. But we will, I will, from time to time on Off the Rails Uncensored, point out stuff that either bothers me or suggests things that could be better. Um, it's a generalized consensus that in professional wrestling, if something doesn't work, you got to point out, okay, you got if you don't pop a crowd and, and you're at the level of WWE and you're losing people, and you're losing ratings. You've got to bring, for the love of professional wrestling, you've got to put, you know, all your cards on the table and hope to God you fucking have a good hand. Because if you don't, fans will just get up and leave 
because nowadays you got social media running the show, and you have fans that think they know what helps and what doesn't or what works and what won't. Um, I'm just going to point this out to you. You all have a choice to like things or dislike things, and I'm not going to be the one to point out what you know you're doing wrong, what you're doing right, but I will point this out. Back to the whole situation with Michael Cole that occurred last night. Somebody has to talk to you, dude. Somebody has to mention something. Because if those if there's those individuals were either one really tired from rehearsals or I don't know what the deal was, but they just it seems like from my observation that they didn't want to shake your hand, you said something or did something ridiculously retarded to make those individuals such as Booker T, Jonathan Koshner, who shook your hand after the fact because he shook Renee's first, which was funny because Michael Cole extended his hand, and we went to shake Jerry Lawler's hand. And if you notice, I will watch the Raw replay on Hulu just to, just to laugh because Jerry Lawler, the look on his face is like the relative that you don't want to fuck with at all and be like, okay, now I guess I have to put up with your sorry ass. I have to be cordial and professional in front of everyone else because if I'm not, my family is going to razz on me like nobody's business. So I'm just going to tell you. I don't dive into that shit because that's what got me in trouble in the first place. What I am going to point out to you is he does have some kind of pull because, let's see, Tony Storm ended up winning the Mayan Classic, not because of Michael Cole's pull. Folks, we're not stupid here. He is not the booker. He is not the owner. But if somebody says something and he is in high regard to the boss, yes, yes, he does have some influence. That's not the only problem. During announcing, he will say shit that makes you laugh so much because he's on the road. He only has presidential sleep. I get it. (laughs) He'll say stuff, Granny, like, um... It was a six-woman tag match at Evolution. They're clearly women. And Michael Cole gets on the mic and goes, and these three men, I'm sorry, these three women, you imagine the look that Beth Phoenix and Renee Young gives Michael Cole at that present time and moment? It's like, unless they had a sex change, dude, you really should shut the fuck up and let Renee and Beth run the show because after all, It is called evolution, and how you wormed your way into that, I'm not for certain. There could have been any number of people that could have announced that. But since Michael Cole was there, it's like, why? It's an all-women's event. Why are you putting your presence, why are you putting your stamp on that? Again, the Mae Young Classic, he knows nothing of these competitors, and he'll make up a move like if somebody does a suplex off the top or somehow he does his research now because it was atrocious at first. But I'm just getting this all out on the open, folks. I really didn't appreciate some of the shit that he's done in the past, you know, with NXT. He, like, completely negates that talent when it comes up. Until, you know, Samoa Joe that basically put Lesnar in his place or Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens aligning. And these folks are alumni of NXT. Shinsuke Nakamura, anybody. Finn Balor, 
Balor gets a lot of praise from Michael Cole. At first, he did not. And in, does Cole acknowledge this? Yes. I'll give him credit for that. But to completely be, be you know, malcontent or lack thereof until NXT became such a big deal, dude, you at first he hated on NXT. He really did not like Daniel Bryan, and then he did Daniel Bryan grew on him. He showed why. He proved he didn't do it for Michael Cole, folks. Daniel Bryan did. He did it for himself. So really, what I'm trying to say is all around, Michael Cole deep down is a good person, but to leave that impression upon legends, to not make a good impression and not get a handshake from them, makes fans wonder what the fuck's going on. That's all I'm going to say. It made us question, or made some of us question, is he legit a villain behind the scenes? And if so, is that causing a rift between legends that come back to the reunion shows? I think Michael Cole's been a part of the announcing for very long now, but no one would really care if he left Granny. I'm just being honest. No one would really... You ask superstars... Do you think he's a good person? Yes. On a professional level, I don't know their answer. Uh, do you think that he announces your matches or calls your matches pretty good? Again, I don't know. But if people remember your callings of matches like JR and Jerry Lawler, you've made a good impression. As Stone Cold said, you guys are my family, every single last one of you. That's the thing that I want to remember the most is – he said everyone was like family. And how I'm going to tie this in, folks, if you ain't family in professional wrestling, you're fucking nothing. You just did it for the money, whatever. You've got to be a family member. You cannot be. You can, you can be the most unique motherfucker in the world, but you better, like one person said, you better fall in line, and you better follow orders, and you better follow instructions pretty quick. So, to end the note on this show, folks, to end this show pretty quickly, I'm going to say the following. Um, if you don't know people's movesets or movesets, have the common decency to respect them. So, I'm going to say this to end the show. I love professional wrestling, and I don't normally care what goes on in the commentating scene unless it's really funny. Or it makes sense or it makes me laugh, but all right. If you didn't like what good old Brian Rails had to say, then I got, you know, three choice words for you. Forget about it. And Granny. And if you didn't like what Granny Holster had to say, what you gonna do when Granny Holster goes crazy on you? All right, folks, that'll do her. Have a good day, night, whatever. Eat your pasta, say your prayers, and do not call Granny Granny Lesnar, please. You know, all I ask is that you call her Granny Villain, Granny Raider, Granny Yankee, Granny Bliss. There. Oh, yeah. All right, that'll do it, folks. Two bitches, dig it.
personality, a cult of personality. 